we got some on this day nuggies here. We got some little nuggies. Uh, but before that, I want to take just at least a, at least give me like you know five minutes maybe here with Xavier. We, he's on here. He, let him talk about what he loves, and what he loves here is a little Inter Miami. And where we're at tonight is the skills challenge at the MLS All Star Game that's happening up in Minneapolis. Tomorrow night is the All Star Game, represented by uh, DeAndre Yedlin, which mm-hmm. I find it pretty surprising that he made him, but he's a good player. Coach's good player. pick. Coach's pick. Coach's pick. Yeah. Um, so you get that. You got a game there. I like that MLS is finally figuring it out. They're like, look, we're we're here, and Liga MX is like pretty much with us. You know, we're we can let's let's focus on this battle as opposed yeah. to like these All Star games in the past where it's like, hey, let's build up our teams and then. Real Madrid's gonna come over here and you know, like it's just there with their half team and it just it waters it down. No. I think tomorrow night is gonna be a very competitive match. I think it's gonna be No No, I literally just saw a quote from DeAndre Yedlin that said, Yeah, everyone who plays in the game tomorrow is just gonna try to not get hurt. <laughs> okay, all right. I mean Understood. But that uh, one thing is playing it to not get hurt and still playing competitively. I think you could do both. I don't think it's mutually exclusive to to you know not get hurt and then play the shitty. Adrenaline pump starts pumping. Yeah, it. man. And, and because you get a little excited, the competitive nature. And I, again, I think that at, with MLS and Liga MX, you have a a very good villain here for MLS. You know, an adversary, a rival, somebody that you want to yeah. you know beat, somebody that you can say, "Look, we're better than you." Just like you get these great Mexico USA games. You know, now you're gonna get it in domestic league here, which I think it's great. Um, so that's happening tomorrow night, but. Let's take a little steps back here. This weekend, great game. Inner Miami, horrible, horrible travel schedule. They had to go all the way to damn, uh, what was it? Where did San they play? Jose. San, Jose. San Jose. Cross country all the way to Northern California to play one game, then travel all the way back to Montreal, cross into another country, you know, and play that game three days later. Like, this is a brutal stretch for Inner Miami. But if you've been reading Xavier's um, articles and column on LemonCityLive.com, you'll know that he was advocating that they needed to have a great showing here. They could not lose any of these two games, that they needed to have a strong showing. They needed to try to at least get a win, and they did exactly that. They got a win in San Jose, and then they pulled off an incredible uh, draw in Montreal. Ginormous, like Xavier likes to say. Uh Giant, what is it? What did you, what did you ginormous draw in Montreal? But draw in Montreal, four, there four, we go. Four points in, in those two tough, tough uh, road games, tough because mm-hmm. of, of the travel and the arrangements and stuff. Phil Neville talked about it, he wasn't very happy. But uh, in San Jose, it's funny how far the team has come that they go to San Jose, they win the game 1 0, you know, their second yeah. win on, on the road, and people are complaining that they didn't score enough because yeah. obviously the team uh created a lot of opportunities and mm-hmm. somehow couldn't make goals that were like it's easier to make it than to miss it yeah and and they couldn't and emerson rodriguez no, you know had a lot of yeah. one-on-ones yeah and, and everybody was that guy's on. i can't stand that guy i'm sorry they're, that, they're, that everybody's guy's down right. on him so, so Gustin, but he made Gustin, up for it in the montreal game nostradamus is, is one of those people that doesn't understand as a young kid you know what? i want to i want to interview him so i hope rafa's yeah. watching here so he can get give me the interview uh, I want to interview him. You know why? Because one of the times that we were in the locker and I was, you know, listening to him talk, he's a young kid. You know, he's 21. Yeah. And he was saying it's his first time away from home, away from the family. You know, he's learning the language. And it's a lot of, uh, you know, things that he's adapting to. Yeah. And, and some of these players, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's a, it's a young player. It's, it's hard for him away from, you know, from the home cooking and, 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 and all that stuff. So I think he's adapting and he's getting, um, he's getting better. 
He scored that goal, uh, you know, to, to make it two to two. He played well. Every time he comes in, he's a spark. You know, he, he's a newsome. He's he, he, he's a pain in the butt for the defense. Dude, he's Willie Mays Hayes. He's Willie Mays Hayes out there. But every time yeah. he touches the ball, it's like he's trying to hit dingers and he's just got to get on base, bro. Like, just just control it for a little bit, man. It's horrible. Yeah. The He'll guy had like bro. his He'll first touch. His got, first touch is a lead foot. It just blast like it's it's horrible. It, no, it, no, that's Lassiter. That's La that's Lassiter. No, it, they're both. The eh, the Lassiter might be a little worse, but they're both like I don't want you know that you know what I'm saying. And they they got to figure it out. And it's just it's oh, and it, you know the problem is when you have a deficiency like that, it's so much more noticeable in a league like MLS. You know where there's other people that aren't you know. You can't cover it up with some good finesse play don't by other guys. Like Rayito. Just, don't yeah. mess with Rayito. Rayito, Rayito is going to be a star. your boy. But Rayito's going to be a star. And the, the other thing I want to talk about is our man Gonzalo. Yeah. If you've been reading the articles, like from the beginning of the season, you know, things were not going so great. And I would say, hey, let's, you know, slow down a little bit. Uh, we're going to need this guy. Maybe, you know, mm -hmm. super sub, whatever. But we're going to need him because he's an important part of this team. And when, you know, the, the shit hits the fan, yeah. he's the type of guy that can get the ball in the goal. And he's on a impressive form right now. He's feeling yeah. – obviously, it's not just him. It, it, it takes a village. I mean, Pozuelo has come in and fit beautifully. He's been the brain. He's the Tom Brady. You know, he's, you he's putting mm -hmm. everybody in the perfect spots, putting it where you can't drop it. And, and obviously, you have to finish. Gonzalo has always been cold-blooded. You know, except, you know, if you're you, a lot of Argentinians are not happy that he missed a couple of important goals, Copa America, World Cup that cost him titles. And so he's not. Well, so he's Aaron Rodgers is what we're getting at. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, he's won a lot. No, he's won a lot of goal scoring and, and titles in Europe. It's he just, most goals ever time. scored in one Serie A season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's, 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 he, well, but the quality of these last few goals has been very high. Yeah. I mean, the, the last goal where. Uh, Bryce Duke got the ball, did a little nutmeg, uh, passed it up to Pozuelo. Pozuelo got it and threaded the ball between three guys. And the important part that nobody ever sees is the actual forward, Iguain, knowing where the space is, making the run, perfect time. And it's just that connection that they have. Boom, get it. Goalie comes out and he just kisses it, a little tap, boop, over. And, and it looks so easy. He makes it look so easy, but so many guys will not do that. You know, and, and he's playing at a great form and so he's having is, a great attitude. Is it just that he needed someone to help him out and that guy is Pozuelo? He couldn't just it, do it on his own? He's been doing it before It's a combination yeah. of things. I think the first thing, and, and it's underrated, the other guy that gets massive criticism is Phil Neville. If you, if you read social media and stuff, mm -hmm. you think the guy's incompetent and he's a complete idiot. According to so many people that, that write. I, I I think he's like the team. He's growing and evolving. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. He's, what I I'll think give him that. Was, he's a he's a good man manager. I'll give him that. He I, gets I'm the gonna tell motivated. you one thing that I've seen that that I think that was a big big movement and it's underrated is the fact that he had the cojones to bench Iguain mm -hmm. and to put in and to put in Campana. Campana went in a great form. But why is it important? Because I think Iguain needed that because he was a little out of shape. He was, he was, he was so, still so, he was yeah. still a little cranky. And I think, you know, that, that gave him a little boost. It hurt his ego. I mean, Yeah, he felt some type of way about that. He's, sure. he's a real proud guy. He's yeah, a real proud that, guy. But to me, that was a forced move because he could have benched him at any time. And Why he kept was it pushing forced? Because he was playing so bad that you couldn't leave him out there. He had a bad attitude 
the the, the opening press conference, he was already like negative yeah. and uh, and then he was not playing good the first year. He was okay, and then the second year he was started terrible, and it was a forced move. He made it, and like I said, I'll give him credit for that. But like, don't get it like he's like tough guy. He he could have done it so much earlier, and it would I think it would have helped the team more because he was such a cancer that. He, but he he wasn't. It wasn't like he was producing a little here and there, and he was the only guy. The team was a disaster, and a main reason was him being bad. And poison the locker room. I think like, there's I wanna... plenty of coaches who wouldn't have benched him, though. Oh, for sure. But but, but what I'm saying is, well, he's the, the, he, at the time, he's the highest paid player in, in MLS too. Like, it, yeah, it's, exactly. It takes yeah. like he's a cojones to bench that. You know what I mean? You're paying the highest paid guy. You you, you got to play him. You got to figure it out because if you bench him, it says that you can't coach him into playing well. You know, forget that he's old. Forget that he's out of shape. Forget that he has a bad attitude. Everything that's going to be a reflection on Neville that he couldn't get the form out of the guy when you have the highest paid player in the league. Now, I'm going to sprinkle a little bit of my NFL Stradamus here, okay, and, and, and go back to no. an analogy no, that no, I was no, saying no. earlier. Don't ruin your streak. No, please. listen. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not predicting anything. I'm just please, saying I'm, I'm using bro. a little bit of my, my, my example from earlier. Ahead, I think Inter-Miami was, was, was another stew pot here of, of ingredients, right? Okay. And you had a pretty good, you know, with Iguain, but it was kind of tasting bad. I think Pozuelo is, you know, come in here, and he's been the paprika that makes everything, you know, mix well. Paprika Pozuelo, I like it. There you go, bro. So, I, and with that being said, though, it does go back to the chef here, and the chef is Phil Neville, and he has made the moves that, See, to I, me, I, I got to agree that he's got. I would I would give more credit to Chris Henderson for putting together a good team in an unprecedented situation. I think, okay, look. Oh, I think, the baby godfather gets credit for me, for sure. Look, baby Riley gets credit. I get, yeah. I get it, but look, it, again, still – he puts those guys work. together, but he's not in work. the locker room, and he's not telling these guys oh, he's not at again, practice every day. Again, I think no. Phil Neville's a great man manager. A one hundred. That team. So what, believes what's your in criticism? Itself. What's your criticism? You think he doesn't know how to set up uh, a game plan? It's, or? It, it's never. There's no cohesion. It's this guy's, and I understand there's some injuries, but there's to me there's never any cohesion, and there's just guys everywhere here and there. There's to me there's no cohesive plan. It's just yeah. like, oh, oh, we played two games, so now I have to shuffle everything. Oh, like, all right, no, well, let's. let's has the, to me, he has the guys on his side, and they believe in him and in themselves, and that's that's important. They're that's what passive. they're they're what they're right. They're one position out of the playoffs. Well, that's what yeah. I wanted to get at. Okay, so no, I have the standings away, here, three points away from fifth place. Yeah, yeah. several teams battling this, so it's gonna go all the way to the end. Of the season. So, he, so here's mm -hmm. here's where we're at right now. Third, uh, fifth place. Uh, the top four is Philly, New York, and Montreal are above everybody. Uh, 45, 42, 40 points. That's your top three. New York sitting at 37 points at four. And then there's a drop to 33 points at number five, which is Columbus. Cincinnati, 32. Chicago, Orlando, and Miami tied with 30 points, as well as New England. Mm -hmm. Charlotte, 29. Atlanta, 28. Cool. Toronto, 26. One win from a variety of these teams, and you got a major reshuffling here. Now, with that being said, though, we are on the outside looking in. Chicago has the seventh seed, all right? And I did do some research on this. Chicago, okay, check this out. Chicago mm -hmm. Fire's recent form has been a little under the radar, according to a buddy of mine here who pointed something out. said 13 points from their last five games, nine goals scored, and another three clean sheets, okay? That's pretty good run there for MLS standards mm -hmm. for uh, Chicago there to put themselves in this spot right now. So they're sitting there at 30 points. Miami could still, you know, play their cards right. Now, had they had, they had a, a meltdown or something that 
probably would have, like, honestly, if they went to San Jose and Montreal and they came back with two L's, we wouldn't have been shocked. I think we're more shocked mm-hmm. than what they did come back with. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. with that being said, you know, anything can happen right now. I like our opportunities here. We need Campana back, though. We got to have the depth. There's only so it's much that we can keep going. Weeks. I know. There's only so much we can keep going to the, the Iguain well, you know, because he's Coco. he's been Coco, great. Coco John. Yeah. Where, when is this guy? When is When is he playing? He he, he's still he, in quarantine. He, he, he's in quarantine right now. He got injured. Um, Son of a bitch. I, I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you're not a fan of Rayito, but I think they gotta keep. They got Rayito and they got Robert Taylor. I like Taylor. I like he's Taylor. That's they, a baller. They can use Pozuelo as a false nine. He he has a lot of options, but it's like Achilles says. But he has to like move according to to the circumstances, the team injuries. He's had to make a lot of moves. I, I give him more credit uh, for, 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 for putting the team, for, for evolving, for changing. At the beginning, he was mostly just defensive. Then he's evolved, gotten a little better. They've made a couple of moves. He's kept the team together. Um, like I said, his mid-management is top shelf because that team doesn't quit no matter what's going on. And yeah, that's yeah. important. I just mm-hmm. don't think tactically he's anything special. And that's, I think, the missing like spice for this team. Is if they were go. a little more cohesive and it wasn't just haphazard uh, reacting to things and just like stick to your guns. And, you know, like I said, so, Campana started the season terrible and he wouldn't play him by himself because, oh, we got to play Gonzalo. You know, all the sudden, like McVeigh was playing left back and then center back. And he, because there was injuries, I don't think. Thankfully, we haven't seen something. any Breck Shea sightings anymore. So I'm good. Whoa, with that. whoa, whoa. whoa. Don't I know you're your show pony. Your show don't pony. Just, don't disrespect the show pony, bro. I know that's your boy. That's your boy, the show pony. But yeah, no, no, no mas, no mas. That guy, we don't need him anymore. There's like four or five guys that after the season are going to be gone. Oh, oh yeah. You know, I, something that's really MLS. Quick, that's really, MLS. Really, really quick, uh, I I see and I hear people knocking on Drake Callender because he had a little bit of a drop of form. No, Drake Callender has been the season MVP for us. I'm sorry. That asking guy came for in. Marshman, mm-hmm. People asking for Marshman, and, nah, and I think Marshman is a very good player. But the amount of money he makes, he's a veteran. You got this kid coming in, young. That's probably the been the best move that Henderson's done is, is getting rid of the Marshman contract eventually here and having Drake Callender come in, who's had a fantastic season for pennies, okay, because that's what he's and, getting paid. And, and they brought in Jop, who has been and he's gone already to below average. Yeah, well, he's His gone already. They, they traded no, no. him. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. They about, got some money from, which is good. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. That more of the success is on Henderson than it is on Neville. Neville was forced to put Drake Callard in there. He didn't see it at the beginning and be like, you know what, uh, Mar- Marsman's hurt. Jop is not the guy. Let's give the young kid a try. Why not? That team was terrible at the beginning of the season. You know this when Drake Callard made his debut. Monday, Monday quarterbacking. Monday, you're you're looking at it after the fact. No, the wait, fact. Wait, wait, wait. why is what I'm wait, saying. Wait. Hold, on, hold on, all right, we're gonna wrap this up here, but I got I gotta ask when when did Drake Callender make his debut? I feel like when when Marshman got injured. But when what, first, what game first, was it? First, though? Oh, I, I have to go back, but but I believe that's the other, that's the other thing. I believe we were all there, minus uh, fungus over here. I believe we were all there to witness the debut and the start of that run that Drake Callender's been on. I believe it was the Miami FC game. I believe that was his first uh, his first start for for Inter Miami, and since then he's uh, locked it down and haven't hasn't uh, as seriously. I think he's got to be our MVP, bro. He's been our most consistent guy, and he's definitely safe. If there's ever a time that war comes into into play here, and that I'm a fan of it, it's got to be this season and with this goalie. The guy is definitely he's the Mike Trout. 
of uh, of of our team here, right? So I'll give him that. All right, we got to wrap. Team started up. winning. That, yeah. the, the team started winning. I, I believe that he dropped lost or whatever he wants. When he yeah. got in, he started winning. All right. Let's, 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 let's,